Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and today's episode, as it always is, is brought to you by Prize Picks, and we will get into some prize picks on this episode. We will also mainly be talking about the six-game featured slate that gets underway past 7 p.m. over at DraftKings for Saturday, May the 1st. We are through with April. We have a full sample size of statistics to start using. I'm excited. You guys are excited because you wouldn't be watching this video unless you were a diehard baseball fan or DFS player. But either way, it's going to be a good day. I feel good about this slate. But as I mentioned, before we get into that six-gamer, let's talk about a little bit of the afternoon action. There's seven games taking place, uh, at least on the DraftKings featured slate for the afternoon on Saturday. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of those matchups in our prize picks section. want to remind you guys, if you've not signed up for prize picks, please do so. And as you do so, and as you make your first deposit, use the promo code MMNMLB and have that first deposit matched up to $100. All right, we are going to start things off with someone who is red hot and an over-under prop that I thought would be a little bit higher, if we're being perfectly honest. Giancarlo Stanton, seven and a half fantasy points in his matchup with the Tigers and Spencer Turnbull. I don't really mind Spencer Turnbull. He's not bad, but right now the Yankees are starting to find themselves, and Stanton in particular is just, It seems like he's impossible to get out of the plate right now. He comes into Saturday's slate with four multi-hit games consecutively, and he's also riding a nine-game hit streak overall. This is someone who, even when he was quote-unquote slumping at the start of the season, was 100th percentile average exit velocity. So it doesn't take too long for Stanton to find his groove. And right now, he's batting second in this Yankee lineup. He probably gets five plate appearances against the Tigers in this matchup. He's just hitting too well for me to not take the over in this spot. I really thought it'd be eight and a half, maybe even nine. Uh, That's about the biggest number we tend to see at prize picks. But yeah, seven and a half. So I will take the over. Opposite direction, also afternoon slate, Cleveland against Chicago, the return of Lance Lynn. He is coming off the IL, uh, had a bit of a back issue. He's going to start this game for the White Sox. Lance Lynn's good. I know sometimes people have a bit of hesitation about using a guy coming off the IL. He looked marvelous his first three starts of the season. All the numbers, all the advanced numbers look fantastic. And I'm going to pick specifically on Eddie Rosario. Um, Not a great start to 2021 for Eddie Rosario. Uh, I guess there's a reason the Twins got out when they did. It's kind of funny, actually. Rosario really making his fantasy impact right now, stealing bases. Uh, He's got five. That's not really what Eddie Rosario is known for. He's kind of known for hitting, you know, 260 with 25 to 30 home runs. Uh, The power numbers have been bad. In fact, coming into Friday, dating back to April 14th, so that's a span of 52 plate appearances for Eddie Rosario, he had two extra base hits, an isolated power of And a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 13-1. to He has been bad the last two weeks. And even for the season as a whole, he's got a 266 Woba. That is among the worst qualified marks in all of baseball. So right now, with Rosario especially kind of dropping down in that Cleveland batting order, this is a tough matchup. He's in a funk. 
I don't think he gets over six fantasy points because unless he drives someone in or scores a run, he's going to have to get multiple hits to get there, and I just don't trust him to do that right now. So over 7.5 for Giancarlo Stanton, under 6 for Eddie Rosario, and now let us get to that six-game featured slate on DraftKings. Again, this gets going at 7 o'clock Eastern time, so tons of time to set some lineups, and this is a really fun slate. Um, you know, it, it's it's not uncommon to like the top end pitchers on a slate, but I will say this season there's been some weird pricing. Um, there's been some pitchers at the top end where I have absolutely no, no part of my body is enticed by using some pitchers who have been priced over eight thousand, even nine thousand dollars on particular slates so far this season. I'm in love with the top of this board. Uh, four of the top five price pitchers in particular, I think, are either fantastic in their own right or have an amazing matchup. And really, when it comes to all four, they kind of check both boxes. Uh, so let's let's start talking about this because there's a lot I want to say about some of these guys. And I think this is one of those slates where you're going to have to exploit some of the expensive pitching. I think you're going to have to use two of these guys, two of these four pitchers, in all of your lineups, because that's how good they have the potential to be. Uh, no surprises off the top. We've got a pitching matchup, a great pitching matchup, between the Dodgers and the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff, who is $10,100, up against Dustin May, who is $9,800. Woodruff, you would say, generally speaking, is probably the one who's going to be a little less popular in this particular matchup, because he has to face the Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers haven't been hitting. Uh, across the last 14 days heading into Friday, and they also didn't hit too well on Friday, the Dodgers had a 193 team batting average and an 82 WRC+. Plus. Uh, they're really missing Cody Bellinger. Um, it just hasn't been happening with their bats right now. They've been slumping like crazy, and I'm not really afraid of this lineup. Obviously, you know, seventh tiebreaker, don't stream someone against the Dodgers. Don't use someone in DFS against the Dodgers. Uh, but Brandon Woodruff's incredible. Just one barreled ball in the 65 batted ball events he's allowed so far this season. A 166 opponent Woba. That is the lowest mark in all of baseball among pitchers who have faced at least 60 batters so far this season. And unlike a lot of the pitchers who are great at negating opponent barrel rate, you know, Aaron Sanchez is near the top of the list, Ryan Yarborough, Chris Bassett, kind of soft-tossing guys who are good at mitigating opponent average exit velocity, <laughs> Woodruff's not that archetype. He's doing this and still striking out 31% of the opponents he faces. So uh, Woodruff right now, I just think is viable. Any matchup doesn't matter. Uh, he is someone you can use on any slate because he is pitching lights out uh, across his last four starts. And then on the other side, we won't spend too much time on Dustin May because I, I did talk a lot about him after his first start of the season. And the, the thesis statement there was, are the swings and misses we saw against the Oakland Athletics? Is that going to be real? Is that going to be something that Dustin May can carry over? Because the big question mark with May after his rookie season was, okay, this guy throws 99 and paints the corners. Why can't he get more swings and misses? What's going on? Well, he's getting more swings and misses. Uh, swinging strike rate last season, 8.4%. Now, through 21 and one-third innings, uh, four starts for Dustin May, 14.1% swinging strike rate, 37.2% strikeout rate overall. So the swinging strike rate, elite. <laughs> the, the strikeout rate, probably something that's going to regress a little bit, but still incredible to see. Uh, Milwaukee also has struggled with right-handed pitchers all season long, despite having a lot of left-handed bats. They don't really have a lot of quality left-handed bats 
if Christian Yelich isn't playing. Just a 78 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. It's the fourth lowest mark in all of baseball and also a 27% strikeout rate within the split. So both those guys probably going to have really good games. There's a reason on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the over-under in that game is set at just seven runs. Uh, and I think you could honestly take a serious look at betting the under there. Okay, two guys a little less expensive in the $8,000 and $9,000 range. Zach Gallen. Ooh, Zach Gallen's in a great spot on Saturday. He is $8,900. You'll remember, uh, Zach Gallen was the guy who almost threw a no-hitter in seven innings right before Madison Bumgarner threw a no-hitter in seven innings. Um, one hit, no earned runs, last time out against the Atlanta Braves. So a pretty good offense that he was facing. And Gallon's just been getting better and better and better uh, since coming off the IL. Uh, he's made three starts, 16.2 innings pitched, 20 strikeouts, and a 2.52 expected ERA so far this season. And you know the drill at this point. Colorado on the road, they are dead last in baseball in that split in isolated power, in WOBA, in WRC+. If the Rockies aren't at Coors Field, anyone is viable against the Rockies. And if that anyone is Zach Gallen, uh, then you're going to want to invest heavily in Zach Gallen. So I, I actually think, including the price point, Gallen might be my favorite pitcher on this slate. Uh, I just think he's in that good a spot. The fourth guy I wanted to talk about, Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he has the chance to go a little bit under the radar, just because Woodruff, May, and Gallen are in such obviously great spots or are obviously great pitchers. Uh, Erod has bounced back from a nightmarish 2020 season. Obviously, there were serious health concerns with Erod. We, we were wondering when he was even going to pitch again. He hasn't missed a beat so far in 2021. 2.48 expected ERA, a 29.2% strikeout rate so far this season. The key to this, though, is not just that Erod's been good. It's that Rodriguez gets to face the Texas Rangers, who are a dream matchup for a left-handed pitcher. Because the Rangers don't have a lot of options on their bench. Chris Woodward doesn't really have that much versatility when it comes to all the left-handed bats he has. In general, the Rangers have not been good against lefties so far this season. The big reason for that is... Texas leads baseball in left-handed bat plate appearances against left-handed pitching. They lead by a wide margin, in fact. So, unlike a lot of spots where Erod's going to be pitching and everyone's going to put in their righties and augment their lineup, etc., etc., Erod's going to get a bunch of left-handed bats from the Rangers, and he's been dominant to the few lefties he's seen so far this season. He's held them to a 113 Woba. So, this profiles to be an amazing matchup for Eduardo Rodriguez, and we'll actually get a little bit more into this matchup when we talk about some bets I like for Saturday. But before we get to the bets, obviously I do want to touch on some of the offense here, uh, some stacks to maybe look at. Obviously, you could take a look at the Braves against the Jays. They're doing the Trent Thornton, uh, Tommy Malone bullpen game thing. Like it, it, That's probably not going to be sustainable a lot longer, so I think the Braves are, are, are obviously a viable uh, stacking situation. Uh, one team that offers a little bit more value, I don't even want to say they're sneaky anymore because they've been hitting so well, uh, and coming into Friday, they were 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. The Diamondbacks against Austin Gomber, um, he's a left-handed pitcher who just gave up nine earned runs in, five, in a, an inning and two-thirds against San Francisco on Monday. Um, 
lefties have not done well against the Diamondbacks so far this season, and that's with Cattell Marte and Christian Walker not even playing. I mean, coming into Friday, the Diamondbacks had the best WRC plus of any team in baseball against Southpaws, and it's guys like Carson Kelly is basically hitting to the level of like Ronald Acuna and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now. It's insane. Um, his numbers are mind-blowing. Uh, so Carson Kelly, you know, not cheap, but decently priced for a catcher, especially one who's probably going to bat leadoff uh, in this game against the Rockies. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, you know, a name a lot of people know. He's been hitting really, really well, specifically against lefties so far this season. But two guys who can save you a ton of money. Azdrubal Cabrera hasn't really had a great year, but he's still batting third every single night he's in the lineup. He's obviously a switch hitter, so you're not going to get him in a bad-handedness matchup on this slate. Um, And he is just $3,300, so that is a very, very cheap price to get someone in a high-leverage lineup spot in a great matchup. So I like Azdrubal Cabrera a lot. And then, like, Wyatt Matheson? Oh. I don't, it's not a name I knew three weeks ago, I'll be honest with you guys, but he's $3,600, hasn't looked great so far at the Major League level, but he hit fifth the last time the Diamondbacks faced the lefty, and right now I just want to stack elements of this lineup. They're, they're hitting so well the past two weeks. Uh, he's just $3,600 and is eligible at a couple different positions, so you can kind of move him around. Same with Cabrera and same with Eduardo Escobar, actually, so there's a lot of versatility with this stack, and it's a stack that can also save you a bit of money. All right, before we get out of here, we're going to talk some bets over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And as I mentioned, we're going to go back to this Texas-Boston game. Boston is a heavy, heavy favorite on the road, on the money line. So I don't want to really look at the money line. I would say the bet that I've kind of zeroed in on here is Texas's team total is set at three and a half. The under three and a half is minus 118. Uh, This isn't just a play about Erod, who again, has pitched great so far this season, is in a great spot against Texas, who use a ton of left-handed bats against left-handed pitchers. But Boston's bullpen has been amazing. They actually came into today with a 308 FIP, the third best mark in all of baseball. So you've got a starting pitcher in a great spot. You've got a team that's been underwhelming offensively anyway. And you've also got an organization with a great bullpen. So I think it's going to be a struggle for Texas to score four runs in this game. I will take the under at minus 118. And then Arizona, um, you know, again, heavy favorite, heavy home favorite in this sense. Uh, let's take them on the run line. I haven't played a lot of run lines so far this year. I'm going to try it on Saturday. Uh, so Arizona minus a run and a half is plus money. It's plus 114. Again, they've got the handedness split with their offense. Um, They've crushed lefties so far this season. Gomber's struggling. And then, you know, you've got Zach Gallen, who's just one of the best pitchers in baseball, one of the best pitchers in the National League, let's say, uh, when he's healthy. And it looks like he's healthy right now. So uh, I like the Diamondbacks a lot on uh, tomorrow's slate, on Saturday's slate. They're also 6-1 and one as a home favorite in their last seven games in that situation. As I mentioned, they were 8-2 and two in their last 10 games overall coming into Friday. Uh, They're just hot right now, and I'm going to ride with the Diamondbacks. So, I like that bet. Diamondbacks on the run line at plus money. That is plus 114 on the DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys next time.